Welcome to HealthCast. This is your host, Adam Patterson. Maintaining the health and safety of both their workforce and the greater public have been a priority for federal agencies during the COVID-19 pandemic, particularly for organizations who serve an exceptional number of regular customers. Even beyond the precautions taken by other agencies, this has been an essential focus for the Department of Veterans Affairs, considering its responsibility to attend to the health care of millions of veterans annually. While the Veterans Health Administration has gone under rapid and widespread restructuring to accommodate an influx of COVID-19 patients, including caring for an overflow of non-veteran patients under the agency's fourth mission, the VA also has a paramount responsibility to uphold a commitment to public health and preventing the spread of the virus. While this would present a greater challenge in a pre-technological era, The VA's digital modernization program has left considerable resources for developing applications designed to guard veteran health while sustaining continuity of services. The VA's rapid development of the COVID-19 screening tool, designed and debuted in a manner of just 12 days, presents a direct solution to the question of how to reconcile ongoing in-person treatment with measures to prevent viral spread. The COVID-19 screening tool was launched in June of this year, and provides a simple interface accessible through either a veteran's smartphone or desktop that allows them to answer straightforward questions about potential COVID symptoms, which then passes the information to VA staff who either direct the veteran into the building at the time of their appointment or brings them to an area for additional care and screening. The COVID-19 screening tool is also born from the VA's partnership with the U.S. Digital Service, an agency established in 2014 that pairs technically-minded younger professionals with wings of the federal government making significant investments in modernized infrastructure. The VA's Office of Information Technology has been at the forefront of expanding the agency's IT resources and transforming its services to provide more easily accessible and efficient benefits, with the VA's COVID-19 screening tool representing a key example of its recent output that merges new technology with the agency's long-standing duty to care for America's veterans. I'm here with Dr. Cale Ewan and Patrick Bateman, who have both been integral to the development of the COVID-19 screening tool. Cale and Patrick, it's great to have you on the program. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. Looking forward to talking about the tool. Thanks. Me too. To uh, start off, can you tell us a bit about yourselves and your department at VA? My name is Kaylee. I am a Presidential Innovation Fellow detailed to the VA Office of the Chief Technology Officer. I work mainly on health-focused products. I am Patrick Bateman. I'm a product manager in the office of the chief technology officer in OINT at VA. I'm also a member of the U.S. Digital Service. Yeah, and my understanding is the USDS is really bringing forward a lot of the most innovative developments and products at VA, and there's been a lot of pretty intensive collaboration over the past two years, especially. Yeah, there has. So there's been a fairly long relationship between USDS and VA, and it's been a productive one. As kind of an overview question about the screening tool, what were your primary goals and intended outcomes in designing the VA's COVID-19 screening tool? So simply put, Adam, we wanted to help facilitate patients, employees, contractors, visitors, family members, you name it, any person with any need to enter a VHA medical facility. We understood that facilities were very understandably requiring persons entering to go through COVID screening questions. I'm sure everyone listening is familiar with these sets of questions that you may have received when going to, say, a doctor's appointment or really almost any other place where you need to gain entry. And they were looking for a streamlined way to 
to do this. If you think of a typical VA medical center, you're talking about thousands of people coming and going every day, not just patients, but you got to think about employees too, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people all kind of showing up at the same time. And you can imagine the bottlenecks that may have been created at entrances if each one of those persons needs to stop and, you know, answer five or six or 10 questions with an attendant at the door. So we were presented an opportunity to build a digital product to help help streamline that process. And so that was the problem we're trying to solve. And that was the screening tool that we built. Yeah. And it sounds like from my understanding, the screening tool was both developed and deployed pretty rapidly, which brings me to ask, how were pre-existing aspects of the VA's newly modernized IT used in developing the screening tool? Yeah. So that's a, a really great point. And the tool itself we built in 12 days that included everything from design to testing with veterans and integrating that feedback into the product, as well as all of the technical aspects of implementation. But to your point, Adam, we couldn't have done it nearly as quickly without all of the investments in IT modernization from moving things into the cloud to developing the VA.gov development platform, which were absolutely necessary for us to move that quickly. I think another important aspect of that is that in the CTO's office, we have an in-house tech team made up of great engineers, designers, developers, and so forth, who are most of them from USDS, I think. But what this means is that we were able to move forward quickly without dealing with contracting or scoping the problem or getting a new team onboarded or anything like that. So that was really important as well. Yeah, no, I can only imagine how fortunate it was to have sort of that breadth of resources, especially when you were creating something that was this vital to help VA continue services, uh, especially amidst the pandemic. Which brings me to the next question, which is, once the COVID-19 screening tool was designed, where was it first initially deployed within VA care centers? What were the primary regions? So I honestly have to go back and look at the usage history and analytics, Adam, but as I recall, our earliest sites were down in Durham, North Carolina, and then we had a number of early adopter sites, both in the DC metro region, so I believe up in Baltimore, and also in the New England region. I'd be happy to get you specifics, but they were, uh, I guess, I would say mostly on the East Coast. And the screener has been so popular that it's actually spread beyond VA medical centers and is being used in a slightly modified form for VA non-clinical employees at OINT. Yeah, I can imagine it would also not merely help with ensuring just, you know, public health and care precautions for veterans, but also would really help facilitate physical reentry to VA workplaces as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. VA OINT and numerous other federal agencies have expressed interest in implementing a tool like this. Yeah, if it's something you are able to talk about, what is the development on that front so far? Which federal agencies are looking into adapting the VA's work to helping their own reopening efforts? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, the VA OINT has adopted and actually begun a pilot of it. There are a couple other agencies who have pilots in development as well, but I don't know how much I'm able to share about that yet since they haven't fully launched yet. That's entirely understandable. Yeah, and it also, I'm reminded of how the VA has also been doing a considerable amount of work on its fourth mission as well. And I would imagine that this really ties into the whole assistance program for the federal government as a whole during a public health crisis of this scope. To get to sort of on a bit of a macro or more day-to-day -day level in terms of how the screening tool is bringing benefits to specific care centers, how is the COVID-19 screening tool really helping facilitate and improve uh, the delivery of veterans care at this moment? 
For me, Adam, in a word, it's about access, right? It's access to that facility where, you know, a physical interaction between a provider and a patient is going to happen. The tool itself is a, you know, it's a very straightforward piece of technology. It's on your smartphone, you answer some questions and you get a pass for the day. You show that pass as you walk in the door. That's it. But what it does is it reduces lines outside of entrances. It reduces the anxiety that somebody has because they can complete these questions, you know, as they're approaching an entrance or in their car or on the way. And it's one less step in this very stressful time that we're all living through that somebody needs to deal with when either going to perform their job, if they're, you know, a doctor or a clinician or an employee at a medical center or a patient going to receive care. Patrick shared a really compelling piece of feedback from a user at a VA medical center recently, which was that at around the time of shift changes, when a lot of providers are going in and out of the hospital, the time to wait to enter the door was 45 minutes prior to implementing the digital screening tool. And now it's down to, I'm not sure what it is, hopefully much lower. Yeah, so it actually, the feedback we received that it went down from about 40 minutes to close to nothing, which even if it was half of that, if you sort of scale that improvement across hundreds of facilities across the country, you're talking about a massive amount of sort of just stress and you know unnecessary wait time removed. Yeah, I can only imagine how significant of an improvement that has been during what, as you mentioned, is obviously a essentially quite stressful time and a difficult time, too, for maintaining healthcare because not only does it sound like the VA clearly has to maintain the services it was upholding for the pandemic, but also has to be especially attentive to the health of veterans during like a particular public health concern like we're dealing right now. It also sounds like a considerable expansion in the use of mobile technology for health as well which if memory serves has also been a pretty serious component of the VA's sort of broader response. It's not necessarily the same as like telehealth, for example, but it is, it sounds like something that is really helping sustain a quality and consistency of care. It also sounds like if this is not too much of a tangent, a bit like the procedures that have been done with the vet techs program as well, in terms of providing that. Absolutely. So our team works very closely with the VetTex team. And in fact, we used a little piece of VetTex technology to implement part of the screening tool. So there's a number of options to actually access the tool. You can enter the URL directly into a smartphone. You can scan a QR code from a distance if that's what you're into. And you can actually also text a short code and you receive back a little message and a link to the tool. So it was actually great. You know, we were trying to think about all of these different channels that we could get someone to that screening page. One of those was SMS. And because of the investments that the vet techs team had already made, it was something we were able to spin up in about a day or two. That's a pretty impressive development integration timeframe. And it sounds like it really does, the COVID-19 screening tool really does help piggyback off of the VA's broader healthcare modernization program. Which brings me kind of the next question is, how is the VA planning to expand the availability of the screening tool internally? Because we've discussed about sort of the general plans to make the screening tool or an iteration of the screening tool available for other federal agencies. How are the plans looking at the current moment to expand the usage of the screening tool regionally? So right now, we're basically covering every region of the U.S. It's operating from Puerto Rico all the way out to Guam and, you know, Hawaii and some of the Pacific Islands and everywhere in between. So we have pretty good coverage across, I would say, a majority of facilities at this point. We've looked into, as Kaylee mentioned, some sort of non-VHA or non-medical facility usage. And I think Kaylee can certainly speak more to how that was explored. So we learned a lot from the VA Medical Center screener and 
we were able to adapt it to a non-clinical setting. The main difference being that the clinical screener assumes you're in a place where you can immediately seek additional medical care. Meanwhile, if you're someone going to work, there's probably not a medical tent set up outside your building door where you can go to get additional screening. So we had to make some modifications to account for that. Other than that, the main questions about COVID risks and exposures and symptoms were essentially the same. So we were able to adapt a very similar tool for non-clinical uses. The way that it has been spreading actually has been pretty organic. Agencies have heard through various internal meetings or articles or blurbs about the success of the VA Medical Center screener and have reached out to our team to ask about implementing something similar at their workplace. It's actually not really any outreach that we've done. It's all come organically inbound. That's really interesting. So basically positive word of mouth and the obvious positive impacts have caused other agencies and organizations to just proactively come to you guys. Right. Yeah, no, that is interesting. It also kind of reminds me how VA has, in a way, clearly become almost unintentionally a tech incubator for the federal government, because from what I've been able to pick up is that there's been so much investment, as you mentioned, in VA IT modernization, that a lot of the development happening within VA is being adopted across other agencies, which is great to see. I can imagine a particular boon right now. Before we wrap things up, are there any other details or developments with the screening tool that you'd like to share that you feel are really impactful? I wanted to just go back to the beginning a little bit and talk about how we got to the screener in the first place. And we wouldn't have ever come across the idea if it weren't for the team down at the Durham VA Medical Center down in North Carolina, who actually brought a prototype of this tool to us that had actually been developed not by anybody employed at the Durham VA Medical Center, but by the child of somebody employed at the Durham VA Medical Center who had put together a very straightforward web application that performed a very similar function to the screener that we ended up building. We saw it immediately. It came in through, we have like an innovations inbox. It came in through that inbox. We immediately saw the value of it. We partnered with the team down in Durham to learn how they were implementing it. And we were basically able to scale that very small little innovation and get it out to now about 50,000 people a day are using it. And it's been used, you know, I think over 2.6 million times as of this morning. So it's really a story of taking one little small idea and having the platforms available within the VA to quickly scale that idea out to thousands and thousands of people every day. Yeah, that's fascinating. So 2.6 million instance uses in what sounds like less than half a year's time. Yeah, so we launched on June 1st. So about three and a half months. Three and a half, yeah. And just from one simple prototype. And that is an impressive level of scaling and heartening too, especially in terms of just the rapidity of the response and the clear benefits it seemed to have had. Patrick and Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the program. Well, thank you, Adam. This has been a pleasure. It's always exciting to get the story out there about our uh, accomplishments, big and small. So thank you for the opportunity. Echo that. Thank you, Adam. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have OINT. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris, Adam Patterson, and Faith Ryan. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com.